Hi everyone, my name is Philip Bulanov and I'm here bringing you another episode of a Turo experience. Now, if you're a Turo and or get around owner, which is probably why you're listening to this uh, podcast right now, and you would like to increase your revenue, client satisfaction, and all this while minimizing your stress and time that you put into your business, you should definitely check out StreetSmarts. StreetSmarts is an automation service for messaging, extensions, and smart pricing. Check out the link in the description below or visit the website directly at streetsmarts.io. Enjoy the podcast and let me know who's the next person that we should be interviewing. Yeah, it was actually, uh, I mean, I, I think you saw the message. So it's been it's been a year that we're friends on Facebook and um, essentially it means that it's been a year that I've been trying to do something with my material life. And uh, yeah, I must say that it's been uh, it's been a roller coaster. Um, but now you have a Tesla, even though you told me not to get one. So, uh, I get congrats on that one. Uh, what did, what did you get? If you don't mind me asking. I got a 2013, it's mm-hmm. a 60. Okay. And I got, I got a steal since I bought a Corvette. Mm-hmm. They gave it to me for 34 grand. Whoa. Okay. That'll change your mind real quick. Yep. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I think I think I paid like okay, so obviously in Canadian dollars, but it, I think I paid like sixty eight or something for mine. Yeah. So if we multiply that by like point seven five, um, so sixty eight point zero point seven seven, so fifty 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 five grand, depending on the um, yeah. on the exchange you get. Wow. Okay. So yeah, you like it's it's literally a buy one get one like half price or something. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I was, I was at the dealership working a deal on a Corvette that they really wanted to sell, uh-huh. um, yeah. and then them not knowing, I I also, I really wanted that car. Like, I was very specific on the red convertible mm-hmm. Corvette, you know, mm-hmm. C7, mm-hmm. done a lot of studies on it, so. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty excited about that, and they're, they're priced very well anyways, so mm-hmm. I... I negotiated with them to pay the tax, mm-hmm. and I paid I paid a fair market for them on the car. Okay, yeah. And then when I was in there, I overheard them taking in trade on this Tesla. Uh huh. And the guy was complaining about all the problems, and the mechanics were talking about all the issues, and you know, uh-huh. I said, you know, I'm also interested. I just came from Tesla. I'm I'm looking for a Model S. Uh huh. <laughs> so he told me a little bit about it, you know, and. They didn't know that Tesla was going to warranty out a bunch of stuff. So Tesla put brand new battery packs in it yep. a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and a brand new infotainment center. Uh huh. And then, so half the car is all brand new under right. warranty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the great thing about these is that you know all the stuff that could break, you know, they they pretty much cover it, and all the stuff that doesn't break, well, it just it's not there. You know, it's uh. Like the the wear on the on on uh, brakes and stuff like that is significantly lower than any other sports yeah. car, right? Obviously, yeah. it's going to be more than like a Yaris or something because you do have you know, like it's it's a heavy car, right? Um, yeah. But in in that category, it's pretty it's pretty good. So uh, okay, so okay, this is so um, I guess for everyone who doesn't know yet um, who who you are, can you tell me like in two three words um, like what what you've been up to um, where you came from and uh, yeah yeah my name's Ryan Labity um, I'm out of Chicago grew up there moved out to Arizona mm-hmm. uh, growing up in Illinois my dad was a stock car driver so I pretty much 
grew up uh, on a clay racetrack or a drag strip of some sort. Mud mm-hmm. bogs. My dad raced mud bogs, dragsters, stock cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my grandfather was a uh, mechanic for 22 years at Kohler Dodge in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I've got a pretty thorough background on cars my entire life. Like As they say, I have oil in my veins. Mm-hmm. So, you know, growing up, I, I always uh, was attracted to cars. My dad's friends were all into cars, and they had, you know, awesome cars to be around, and nobody would let me drive their cars. You know, <laughs> some 12-year-old kid asking to drive, you know, a brand-new Porsche or a Ferrari yeah. or something, and they would mm-hmm. never let me drive it around the block. So I got into Turo uh, with my Viper, and, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, when I started getting cars, I started with Camaros and GTOs, Corvettes, mm-hmm. and uh, I was trying to find a way to get this Viper, and I found Relay Rides slash Turo, mm-hmm. and started running it out. So now cool. I take all my car experience and uh, background, and I share that with other people as the Turo-pneur. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, <laughs> yeah, so I guess my, my first question, which was, like, what's your favorite car to rent out? I guess that's your Viper, since you've, I think you have, like, over 100-something trips, 125, 130. I forgot what's the last number I saw. Yeah, I went out this morning. It's on almost 150 trips right now. Wow. Uh, going on, I don't know, October will be three years that we've been renting it out. And okay. It's done, a, you know, a lot of trips. I've met a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard some amazing stories, and yeah, that's by far the the favorite car to rent is uh, mm-hmm. my Dodge Viper, and I enjoy hearing the stories when people get there. Like I had this poster on my wall. I'm like I know, me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it's such an iconic car, and they don't you know produce them anymore. So it's it's like it's something that 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 stayed with a lot of people, right? So yeah, yeah. It's definitely okay. a um. It's such a different car. You can have Corvettes and mm-hmm. Porsches and, and, you know, there's plenty of really nice cars out there, but you see them mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Right. The Viper right. is just, it's rare, and the people that own them don't tend to let them out of their garage. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. Like, even, uh, yeah, actually, even my neighbor has one. Um, well, he, I mean, he has an exotic car, car dealership, so he has quite a bit different cars. And I've never seen him drive, like, his Viper. Never. It's just in the garage all the time. Well, in his dealership, like it's not going out. And he's driving. He, I think he has one of the latest ones from 2017 or something, um, with like a perform with like competition package or something. But yeah, Yeah. like never seen that one on the streets. Like Rolls Royces, Ferraris, stuff like that. He drives Viper. Never. It's so, so distinctive. You just you can see it from a mile away that it's different yeah. than everything else on the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fun. Yeah. Cool, cool. So look, Ryan, I think um, I, I think with your experience with uh, with all your all your background, I think the like best thing I think we can we can talk about is how do you handle, you know, you you have more than just a Viper right now. You're at, I think over ten cars at this point. I I lost count honestly. Um, yeah, we're at, we just got twenty one right now. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm a little off. Add some more. Yeah. Okay. So you're like a twenty twenty one cars. Like you have to manage. Um, you know, I'm not talking about like how do you manage like messaging and stuff like that. But how do you manage like you know maintenance, uh, tire rotations, making sure, you know that uh, every before you give a car out to a person that it's in you know driving mechanical condition, 
because I, I think that's something that as you grow, like from when you have one car, it's kind of easy, but as you grow to like right. 10, 20, like you really have to have a system of some sort in place. So would you mind sharing a little bit more about that one? Yeah, I mean, it starts with my family, um, you know, doing the consulting work and car stuff on the side uh, mm -hmm. and mostly doing Turo. You know, I'm available 24 hours a day for my Turo job. Okay. So I can I can get in my cars. Um, my family helps a lot. You know, my wife's now right. full-time at home. Mm -hmm. So she helps manage the calendar. She helps, you know, run cars to the car wash. She helps, mm -hmm. you know, answer the phone if someone has an issue. We contact support together, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, we also have, you know, two older sons. So I got an eighteen-year-old and a ten-year-old. Mm -hmm. They help, you know. The ten-year-old will clean rims and vacuum out cars, mm -hmm. and uh, the older one will drive cars around and get them washed or mm -hmm. take them to the tire shop, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, definitely support from your own family and friends is is key when you start scaling up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, as no, far that's... as keeping them mm -hmm. maintained. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of keep a schedule on it and uh, pay attention to oil changes. Oil changes are pretty easy schedule for you to mm -hmm. let you know when you need to do stuff to your cars. Mm -hmm. um, tires are very important. Every every quarter, every three months, mm -hmm. we cycle every one of our cars to discount tire. Okay. Uh, we get free rotations and balances, so definitely network with uh, shops and tire shops and paint shops and insurance places. It's stuff that you, you need on the daily. Mm -hmm. uh, build build that network so people know you. So we roll in the discount, you know, on March and on June and mm -hmm. September, you know. We, especially when you bring in 20 cars, they, they see you like every day a couple times. Right, so yeah, yeah, They yeah. help you out. They get, they get your stuff in and out. Uh -huh. um, and then if you have nails in your tires and you get customers that run stuff over and damage them. They're, mm -hmm. they're quick to help you out and get your stuff replaced. And mm -hmm. They know that, that it's important to get your stuff in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, so I, yeah, so I guess like all, all this is going down into you know knowing people within the industry. Like you can't really do this on your own. Like you seem to have a pretty you know solid network um, all across. You know, starting from from family members all the way through to like various shops for, for various jobs, right? Yeah, I mean, it, and it's stuff that you're going to learn. Um, maybe you got one or two cars on the platform. You're, you're going to slowly meet these people. You're going to have an incident where you need a bumper repainted. Mm -hmm. Just talk to talk to everybody that you, you come across and let them know what you do and say, hey, you know, I've got two cars. I've got seven cars. I've got 20. Mm -hmm. You know, if I bring all my stuff, I just need it done well and I need it quickly if... Can you give yeah. me a discount? Can you can you just, you know, like I was discussing with some friends earlier, can you just get good quality work at a timely, you know, fashion? Like get my car back on the street so it can make me money. Mm -hmm. And if yeah. you understand that, then you you build up that network of, of people to help maintain your fleet with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like you don't do most of most of the maintenance. You like you outsource it out, right? Even though you do have uh, like. Background in uh, in mechanical uh, mechanical work, right? It's it's a mix. It it comes down to my time and mm -hmm. money. So if it's an alternator and I pop the hood and I see it's four bolts, mm -hmm. I can get to it real quick. I might do it. I might sit down with my son and have him, mm -hmm. you know, break mm -hmm. out the wrenches and mm -hmm. we'll put an alternator on. Um, 
He, my son does all the oil changes for our fleet. Okay. So he keeps track of all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, tires are all outsourced because that's probably the most important thing on these cars. You have four tires that contact the road. That right. You know, stops you. It you know, keeps you safe. Yeah. <laughs> and it should be a priority. So seeing people out there putting used tires on and you know putting like, plugs in the sidewalls is just mm-hmm. scary. Yeah. 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 Yeah, or like stuff from scrapyard. Yeah, because actually, I think that's that's what I that's one of the first things I've learned. Um, you know, when when doing a couple of uh, there was an event organized by Tour here um, where it was like winter driving, like winter driving experience. And the first yeah. thing the the person said was like, "Okay, look, so you have this amazing car and everything, but if you got bad tires on it, well, it's as bad as the tires because that's your only contact with the floor." So, yeah. you know, I, I think it's, I think you're bringing up a very valuable point where, you know, you can maybe like, you know, cheap out on mats that your feet are resting on, but you should definitely not cheap out on tires and like get something that, right. that, that will work and that will last, you know, with a good warranty, right? Because they'll be worn out real quick. Yeah. You've got to think of it differently than if it was just your own car and you're only driving it back and forth to work and you understand that. Mm-hmm. those tires on there that are kind of used. But you're mm-hmm. also in the car all the time where your customers have never been in this car. They don't know how it brakes anyways. Right. So, you know, if they drive a GM car and the brakes are kind of soft and you fade into it and that's uh-huh. what they're used to and you get into a Toyota that you barely touch the brakes and it wants to lock all four of them <laughs> up. You know, it, it could be a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maintenance is a, yeah. is a huge factor and you just... You yeah, know, whatever your fleet size is, build your network up. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best thing. Okay, and cool. And one thing, like mm-hmm. I said, you know, I have family that directly can help me out, but I also have a Turo family that we're developing in Phoenix. We have a Phoenix mm-hmm. users group. Mm-hmm. There's like a hundred plus people in there, so you know, okay. we lean on each other. We we have a chat on Facebook group and say this is where I went to get this work, and oh, mm-hmm. I had this glass guy come over and he charged this much and. Right. He's very interested. He'll he'll help us all out. So uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, grow your Turo family as well. You know, know who's around you that's doing the same things, and see if you can get some help. Yeah. No, actually, you're you're bringing up a very valid point. Like, um, you're not seeing these people as like competition to you. You're seeing them as as a support group instead, right? From from what you're saying, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a very interesting thing, a way of, of, of looking at it, because I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, you know, when you're in business, when you're running your own business, you're like, okay, so I need the maximum amount of cl- customers to, you know, make my make my money and stuff like that. If I have no competition, it's better. Um, but I mean, these yeah. people are around, and I, I think you're, you're bringing a very valuable point that, you know, somebody can help you out, plus with the understanding of the business, right? You're, yeah. There's, there's yeah, more value exactly. to be... To be brought to you, then, then you could lose in terms of money. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and like I tell a lot of people getting into this, um, they're like, "Well, you know, you have five such and such minivans." Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, and they they rent out. I like them; they do well. Uh-huh. Ah, I I I live close to you, and I'm thinking about getting one. Uh-huh. Well, then get one. I'm telling you, they work. Right. Well, what if that? Like, well, if you don't do it, guess who's going to do it? You know, Bob <laughs> next door that I I don't know. The only uh-huh. difference is we had a we had a vocal conversation stating it, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. someone is going to do it. So right. if you think about it as competition, then you're you're probably in it for the wrong type of game. Right. I just think that 
we're such a small part of this this industry that you, you can't really make a dent on each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I think um, you know a lot of people getting they're they're. There are different cars that work in different markets, right? I think that's something that we can discuss in, in very, very long form. Um, but just in general, there are different cars in different markets. And, you know, you're saying the minivans are doing great in yours. Look, if yeah. there's probably even more space for one, two, three, four more minivans. Um, yeah. You know, whereas this may be, and there's maybe space for a second Viper even. Right, if yours is doing so fantastically well. No, don't well. go there. Don't go there. No. <laughs> no one Viper. Yeah, you stop. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, one Viper for Phoenix. Okay. <laughs> one all Viper right. per location. One Viper per location. Got it. Okay. Right, and so I guess my my next question on this uh, on this front is like, how do you how do you go on about buying your next car? Like, how do you find fund your next purchase? Like you just said that oh, you were looking for for a Corvette. Um, and then you just yeah. grab the Tesla, you know, I don't think a lot of people could say that like, oh, I was just shopping for, for a $50,000 car or however much a Corvette yeah, I, is. I don't, I yeah. don't end up by, with cars by accident. I can tell you that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've used my tools, you know, I know mm-hmm. you're a part of street smarts. I've mm-hmm. used street smarts, um, metrics data. Mm-hmm. I've used Turo zero one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, data, you know, I go through the app, I pull up locations, I pull mm-hmm. up near the airport by me, Tempe where I live, Phoenix, you know, mm-hmm. all these surrounding areas, and I go through and I search three days and I search mm-hmm. five days and ten days. Right. And I go through analytics in my head and I, I just look and see, you know, these are the cars that are available. These are the mm-hmm. cars that are priced. Mm-hmm. These cars have three trips on them. Okay? Right. Go through the Go through the messages and you know, trips from January and last October, like these cars aren't moving. Yeah. So I can kind of, I can kind of get a, a perspective and eliminate a lot of the stuff that I see as not being a, a good business car. Right. It's not viable for, for that specific market. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so if I'm looking at it as profitability, like I'm doing it as a business, but I mm-hmm. also do it for fun. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll break down the Corvette. So yeah, I looked at Corvettes. I look at depreciation, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when I personally buy a car, yeah, my main objective is to not have to battle with depreciation. That's the one thing that I do with all my car experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I look at what a, a new Corvette costs. Yeah, I looked at what does a one-year-old Corvette, two-year-old Corvette, three, and mm-hmm. I graph it out. I literally make a hand chart, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I look at resale values and I kind of make a, a depreciation curve and watch where it levels out for each mm-hmm. car and I, I try to find a sweet spot. If I purchase it, uh, for example, this Corvette is a 14, mm-hmm. has 18,000 miles on it, it's depreciated as much as it really will um, off the first three or four years. Right. So mm-hmm. Now it's going to depreciate, it's just going to depreciate a lot slower than it ever did and it'll it really won't be a car that's worth less than, mm-hmm. let's say, thirty-five to $38,000 here in a couple of years. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's kind of what I look for. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think I, there's... I, yeah. I study my markets. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I study the market from both ends. There's a rental side, you know, what's running, what's hot, how much mm-hmm. can I get per day, and then uh, the value I'm going to get over the depreciation. Mm-hmm. So a mm-hmm. lot of guys... 
they like the Aris and the Versa, and I do mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. But when I study the model, it's still just one purchase. So right. I mean, it could be a fifty thousand dollar car or a five thousand dollar car. I mean, mm -hmm. if if a five thousand dollar car doesn't appreciate anything, and you're just mm -hmm. making net profit, that's great. Yeah. I get a fifty thousand dollar car, and it only depreciates five thousand dollars over, mm -hmm. let's say, a year or two years. You know, divide that by the net profit you're bringing in, you have one unit that's making three times as much. So, right. Yeah. Plus know, it's, it's one unit of game. work. Yeah. One unit of work as well. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. as, as you scale up, right, there's, uh, there's only so much time that you have on your hands until you have to, you know, bring in a second person or like a third person or something that helps you with, right. with basic stuff. Like you're fortunate to have your family on board with this, but... You know, I know a lot of people who are, who are struggling because they're on their own. Even for, you know, I've helped out with uh, with some deliveries here locally because the guy is on his own. He yeah. can't, like, he can't bring bring himself back, and it will cost him like you know seventy bucks and a Uber. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so stuff like that. I, th I think um, I think that's a very important factor to to calculate. Like, but I guess. I guess the other thing is how much credit can you get, right? Not everybody just has like 50 grand just lying on the side and their bank accounts, right? So that's right. that's another thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if I take my 50 grand out of my bank account, you know, I can I can go buy a car like that as well, or mm -hmm. I could break that into, you know, I could I could buy five five thousand or ten thousand dollar cars right. or ten five thousand dollar cars with that money, mm -hmm. but then you start running into different issues with insurance so mm -hmm. you know I can only insure so many cars on my my private policy with mm -hmm. uh, Safeco mm -hmm. you know at, at 20 they started asking questions you know they're all for me insuring all my cars with them yeah like they're they're good they understand Turo and they understand the the release of liability but uh -huh. you know 20 cars if I'm adding a bunch more Nissan versus they're like eh, this is kind of commercial right but you know Hey, can you add a full coverage Tesla Model S and a Corvette? Uh -huh. uh -huh. They they get happy, you know. They're excited now. They're <laughs> they're making money on it. Right. And they yeah, can yeah. kind of explain it. like this is a hobby. This guy enjoys these cars. So, you know, right. five minivans and five Nissan Versas looks like a business. So they don't mm -hmm. want to, they don't want to insure that. Right. Versus a bunch of like more expensive cars is is a little more like oh, okay, yeah, this makes sense from a personal uh, from a personal level. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So I guess my last question for you, Ryan, would be like, what, where do you see, where do you see all this going in like three years? Like we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, we've seen Uber partnering up with uh, Get Around in some cities. We've seen a couple of other um, alternatives. You know, I'm I'm not talking necessarily about hire car, but like rideshare, I believe. And yeah, like there there's a bunch of them popping up lately. So where do you see where do you see this whole business and situation in the next? Uh, Next little while, like next little next few years. Um, I mean, there's definitely going to be changes. There's competition. You, you always want competition. There's always a Burger King right across the street from McDonald's. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're thriving. <laughs> there, there's a reason. So, I mean, competition is good. It, it keeps the prices down for the customers. It keeps customers happy. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm kind of looking in six months and twelve months plans. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if everything were to fall apart, you know, what's my backup? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm I'm very asset heavy. I own most of my my inventory. 
Mm-hmm. So the worst thing that would happen is I'd basically become a used car salesman for a month or two to get rid of right. my units. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The market's good. So if you have people coming in and different platforms to use and mm-hmm. smaller smaller places that give us better customer service mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're newer, because they're smaller, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the next three years is, is going to be big. I don't, I don't see it going anywhere. And mm-hmm. the, my outlook on it is kind of looking at when you go to your phone and you go to the app store, right? And you you load the Turo app and it says one million users. I remember yeah. that day. I remember uh-huh. I remember when it went from five hundred thousand to a million. Uh-huh. And I just happened to do an update and I was like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And I um I also you know messing with my phone that day because I got a new phone. Uh-huh. Had to relist my vacation rental by owner app and my Airbnb, uh-huh. and I looked at Airbnb, one hundred million downloads on there. Wow! So I was just thinking, man, mm-hmm. if we're if we're on Turo platform primarily, mm-hmm. and they got a million downloads, mm-hmm. you know, where's the peer to peer economy going? As as Turo runs, you know, commercials and advertising mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. higher car gets bigger and ride mm-hmm. and you know all these things. People are going to be more aware. So mm-hmm. the rental cars that we have, I think you're just going to get better and better. We're going mm-hmm. to have more customer base. We'll also grow a lot of host base. We'll have a lot more cars rented out. Mm-hmm. It'll keep us competitive. And you know, if you're if you're doing your money right and you're buying your cars correctly, and you can price them in the market, I, three years from now, mm-hmm. we're all still going to be doing this. You know, yeah. To what level? Mm-hmm. You got to figure that out. Yeah. And I think actually um, you, you're you're bringing in something. I'm, I'm just thinking of something. Um, you know, they're different. All these different apps kind of have a different uh, market, right? So right. I, I guess the most the most flagrant one is you know hire car, which deals mostly with like really old and cheap cars for like you know Uber drivers who can't afford their own car. So I think yeah. you know you diversifying your uh, your offerings, you know, you could have, let's say, I don't know, like your your Corvettes, Tesla, and, and and Viper on one platform that deals with luxury cars, and the same. So you're dealing with different people and different platforms, right? So that's kind of, yeah. I think that's kind of what's of interesting, yeah, and interesting about Turo, which covers covers like everything. I think Turo is the only platform yeah. that has as much variety from literally terrible stuff, from like. You know, 2006, yeah, 2005, from, grandfathered. <laughs> from Yaris to Ferraris, yeah. that's what Turo can offer. So, yeah, yeah. if you if you can risk putting a Ferrari on there for mm-hmm. 9.99 a day and get rentals, then all for it, man. Yeah, it's cool to be able to share the experience. Cool, 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 right? Well, anyways, thank you so much for 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 your time here. Um, I mean, I think we we have a couple of other things that we'd like to discuss a little bit later, but that's going to take a lot more, you know, time in general. Um, since we can actually analyze different markets and see how that goes. Um, so yeah, I mean, is there anything else you want to add on on top of all this, or yeah? No, just uh, it's fun. It's fun to share. I enjoy uh, helping others improve what they're doing, and I just want to see each person out there that's doing tarot like mm-hmm. us to really take a deep look at the numbers. Don't just look mm-hmm. at your revenue. Mm-hmm. You know, put put the expenses in a spreadsheet, put your revenue in a spreadsheet, put your time in a spreadsheet, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all your maintenance costs. 
look at the depreciation of these cars and and really get a grasp. Like, are you are you doing this for the right reasons? Uh, mm-hmm. Are you are you making a profit? Is it worth your time? Mm-hmm. You know, it, I see people out there that you know they might have four or five cars, but they're either drowning in debt because they bought mm-hmm. them wrong, right? Or they have four four or five cars paid off cash that they just they don't mm-hmm. care for. Like, who cares if you have four Nissan Versas? Like, nobody mm-hmm. cares. You're not even enjoying it, but. Mm-hmm. If you're doing all this work and you're just breaking even, then what's mm-hmm. the point of having them? Right. Yeah, see, I think... I want to see people profiting, you know? Yeah. The why is very important. Like, why are you doing this? You know, you are you doing this, like you said, you wanted to get a, a Dodge Viper, you got it, and kind of Turo helped you subsidize for the costs. Um, yeah. Or, you know, if we can, if we can look at another example, um, like Sherwin, who has, like, over 10 Yaris's at this point. He's just... Yep. literally doing it for the money and buying them cash next time so he doesn't care about the like owning a nice car yet he just uses right. his, his Turo, Turo credit to his get that his is a little different he's yeah. he's using the cars as a stepping stone to pay exactly. for the nice car mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I think he's going to come up with a, a really nice car here shortly and yeah, you know, I see other people on their platform running nice cars and mm-hmm. I enjoy that I think mm-hmm. you know if that's if that's their goal, I think that's an awesome goal to have. It, mm-hmm. Turo's, it's different than rental car companies. We're not, I don't think everybody's out there trying to make and supplement all this income. Like, mm-hmm. You might mm-hmm. just be doing it because you like to have a BMW 4 Series. Right. And that that's a good enough reason. So if you can mm-hmm. get $600 a month to help pay for most of that payment, and you're content with that, uh, that's that's Turo working. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Turo wants. You know? Right. Yeah, Totally. Cool. All right. Well, hey, thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your Friday, and uh, yeah, we'll keep uh, we'll keep in touch shortly. Then. Yeah. Sounds All good. Right. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Ryan. Take care.